Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. Brandon Olson from Lockjaw Guide Service joins us now, and we're going to be talking wheelhouse setups for ice fishing. Brandon, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having me, guys. This will be a blast. Hey, Brandon, these days when it comes to ice fishing, pretty much everybody wants to talk about running and gunning. They want to talk about drilling dozens or even hundreds of holes. Not a lot of people talking about setting up in setting up camp somewhere and fishing in kind of one spot the way that most people would and at least most people think of when they go wheelhouse fishing what makes a good spot to set up your wheelhouse a good spot i mean i'm sure everybody's heard of like the the spot on the spots uh those are the type of things that you're looking for when you're going to set a wheelhouse down you know a wheelhouse isn't something you're just going to pop up and move every half an hour you're going to sit at least for a night if not you know sometimes up to a week or so so Spending a little extra time to, to kind of hone that spot on the spot in is going to pay dividends when it comes to, to how much you're catching in that wheelhouse. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I went up and did a little fishing uh, in January with Tony Roach on Lake Mille Lacs, and we were fishing in these, these big gravel bars. And some of these gravel bars are, you know, four or five acres. They're huge. And the spot on the spot that we weren't on that gravel bar we were on a specific little kind of button in that bar that it was a little bit different shape than where everybody else was and i mean those were the kind of things he was looking for yeah it's it's just those tiny little things you know you you almost have to think like a predator and kind of find those those little differences that are going to be something where those fish are going to ambush and and where they're going to really want to come up and feed on so wheelhouses like you said you know they're not something that typically people want to move around a lot during the day. Um, and they're not generally going to go out on the ice for first ice. So we're usually talking about later in the season when the fish have moved out of the shallows. So what kind of structure are you looking for when you're setting up your houses? Uh, the houses I love, there's, there's two places I love to set houses. One's a travel corridor, which would be like a steep break line. Um, and you can set up with one side of your house deep and one side shallow and you can kind of cover that break line. And those fish are just moving. So if you're looking for more daytime stuff, that's a great place to be. Um, you can find a little notch or a little point somewhere along that break line, a little irregularity. That's a great spot to set it up if you're looking for more daytime fish. Um, and this is kind of focused a little more on walleyes, you know. But um, if you're going to look for more of a nighttime bite, you're going to run and gun all day long and you're going to come back after dark and, and sit in the house, then you're going to want to look for something that's that's a little different. You know, it might be a mid-lake hump that's two acres big, but there might be one little rock pile on it, or maybe there's a little finger that sticks off of it or, or a grass bed somewhere on that. You want to take the time, drill those extra holes, find that little sweet spot that's on there, and you're going to put your house right up on the top of that. And that'll get a, get a little bit more better action when the nighttime comes. The fish will be up on top feeding um, and you're not going to be in a big rush to get back there you know from running and gunning all day yeah that's something that you do uh, you have houses that you rent out to people they can come out and spend a weekend or something like that with you and and stay in your houses and at least when I was out there with you what we did is we went out and did some fishing during the day and then we came back in at night and fished the house and you kind of described a little bit about 
kind of where you set up things for that type of situation. Um, how does that look different if it was a, someone who wanted to spend all day fishing out of their house and they didn't want to go out and do other things? You know, like I said earlier with that steep break line, um, there's normally like a transition line, usually closer to the end where it comes from sand to mud, something like that. So if you can find that transition line, which shows up really easy on your electronics, um, you just dial in so there's two echoes. You'll see a second echo if it's a hard bottom. You won't see it if it's mud. You can kind of find that line there. And if you can follow that brake line down to where it meets up with a piece of structure, I would put your house right on the, the corner where that structure starts. And then you, it allows you to have tip-ups up on top of it for more of the evening night bite. Plus, you're getting the daytime travel along that corridor there with that transition line. Those have been really good spots to look for if you're, if you're kind of trying to get both, most of the best worlds. And, and does your setup change based on what you're targeting? And if you're going to go for walleye, what are you kind of looking for there compared to what you would be looking for in a place to set up if you were fishing for crappies? Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, crappies, you know, everybody goes in the winter and they just go to the deepest hole and they set up and they start fishing. And there's crappies that'll be in the deepest hole all year, but there's mud basins around those deepest holes and they'll have little sweet spots and it's going to take a little time to kind of find those areas, but there'll be areas that are more rich with bug life, more aquatic activity that are going to produce better, you know, come evening time than daytime. Um, and that just takes a little drilling, but the differences would be, you know, if you're going to fish walleyes, you're going to be more structure orientated. If you're going to fish crappies and even bluegills when it gets to, you know, mid to late winter, um, those are going to be more mud related and it's just going to take a little time to find those little sweet spots where that bug life is really active. Now, how about walleyes? You know, what are kind of the things that, that you're really dialed in on when you're setting up a house for that? Walleyes, it's, it's all travel related. You know, those fish in the winter, their metabolism slow. They don't have to feed as often as they would like this time of year when it's really hot outside. Um, so you're, you're trying to really focus on those ambush areas and the travel corridors. Um, long, steep break lines that meet up to a, a point or an inside corner or old road beds that lead out to mid-lake hump, something like that, that those fish will kind of come up onto to, to feed on during the evening time. And, and they'll use that, <clears throat> excuse me, they'll use that steep break line to travel across during the day and move from spot to spot. So anything with a nice steep break line that gives them a good shadow, a good place to cruise along. And, and then the points and structures, mid-lake humps, those are going to be the spots to key on if you're looking for more of a night bite. Wheelhouse season usually kind of starts, depending on where you're at, you know, late December, maybe early January. And it kind of rolls on through uh, late February. And again, depending on where you're at, maybe into March. How do things change as far as the places that you're setting up as the calendar ticks by and the season starts to wind down? You know, I always start shoreline stuff uh, early on. And, and a lot of people do this, but some people get comfortable. You know, they've caught fish for the first two weeks on a shoreline piece of structure and they just stay there. And the fishing will generally die down as the season goes on in the shoreline structures because those fish will push back out into the main lake structures. So you kind of want to like kind of leapfrog yourself from the shoreline to the first piece of the structure and kind of work all the way out to the main lake and then reverse of that as the season comes back. So, you know, middle to end of January, you should be somewhere out in the middle of the lake 
And by the end of February, you're starting to work backwards back towards the shorelines. Difficult, especially with the stuff that they have today. But at what point, if somebody's out there and things aren't happening, at what point do you give up on the setup and, and try to find kind of some better water? You know, you got to give yourself at least two nights. That's, that's kind of my rule of thumb. It really helps. You know, a lot of these fish houses nowadays, you've got six to 10, 11 holes in them. You know, limit what you got down in the house. Spread them out in the house. Maybe put two or three down in the house and then put a couple tip-ups out so you really kind of cover that area. And give it a good two nights. Nothing really happens in two nights, then I'd say it's time to pick up, try somewhere, make a bigger move, you know. Having the tip-ups out allows you to cover that whole area. That way, when it's time to move, you can make a, you know, a half a mile or a mile run somewhere, set up again, try it that way. Yeah, it's amazing how many times you're out fishing and, and you're on one end of the house and maybe you're in a 20-footer a and you're on one end of the house and not catching anything and the, the guy on the other end is pulling them up one right after another. And, and I, we've had times where we've been doing that and the guy says, well, why don't you come down here and fish down here? And you switch and you find out, sometimes you find out that guy's a better angler than you are, but a lot of times <laughs> you find out that, yeah, that just that one end, just whatever it is, that hole is the magic hole, even though we're only talking about 10, 15 feet apart. Yeah, we had that last winter when you guys were up. Uh, one end of the house was a little hotter, and, and you guys had brought the camera along. We were able to see there was just a slight little dip in the one end of the house, and, and that was focusing the fish more than the rest of the house was. It, it doesn't take a whole lot to make fish stay in, in an area. Just any little change can make the big difference. Yeah, one of the kind of the cool things that I never really thought about, whenever I've, I've read, you know, underwater maps you see those contour lines and i've always read it as a drop off and i and you said this to me and and maybe it it kind of was a throwaway for you but it stuck with me is and it's really changed how i've fished but you said that's a wall to a fish that's a wall to us when we look at it it's a drop off but that's a wall so that that was kind of a cool thing and it's something that i've looked at and really changed how i study maps how do you look at maps and how do you break them down I always start, like to start, like, even if it's a lake I've never been on, I, I pick the biggest piece of structural element that's on the lake, whether it's a big point or a saddle or inside corner, whatever it may be. Um, I'm not real keen on, on certain structures for certain times of the year. You know, um, I believe all structures will hold fish throughout the year. It's just a matter of, of timing, how it goes. But but walleyes in general, they're they're structure orientated, and so are crappies, and so are bluegills and pike and bass, everything kind of relates to some kind of structure. They use it as, as ambush point. So by, by starting with the biggest piece of structural element, that's your, your highest odds of contacting the, the bigger schools of fish in that area. Um, small spots, small schools, big spots, big schools. That's kind of my thought process there. And, and once you get find that one big area, you know, break it into smaller pieces. Start on one side of it and just kind of work your way around it. Look for something that's different, that's that's going to hold fish. Any little difference can be the big big key factor. Very cool. Randon, is there something you wanted to talk about, something you wanted to bring up that I didn't ask you about today? You know, just the, the fact of don't get real comfortable. You know, these fish houses today are, are super comfortable to sit in, and a lot of times, I hate to use the word lazy, but sometimes we get lazy. We're comfortable. We're watching, watching TV, watching the game, something like that, and we, we're – don't use the fish houses to their full potential. You know, make sure you got a couple tip-ups or um, 
tip downs. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can put outside of the house and kind of cover a spot a little better. So, so just try to utilize all the tools that we have nowadays to increase your odds out there fishing. It'll make your, your time much more enjoyable. Yeah, use all the lines you can and, and like you say, drill a couple more holes. Spreads out a little bit wider wider net when you're trying to, to make something happen. Brandon Olson uh, with Lockjaw Guide Service. If people want to get a hold of you and get something booked for this winter, because I'm telling you, people are out fishing. They're doing stuff like they never have before. If you want to get on the calendar with Brandon, and I highly suggest you do that, how do they do that? You just give me a call at 218-640-0158, or you can find me on Facebook at Lockjaw Guide Service. Awesome, Brandon. Thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate having you on and doing stuff with us. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. Anytime, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.